What's up, everybody? This is Road Tripping Along the Military Highway. I'm Sam, and I'm with my wife, Monica. Hi, Ooh. Monica. Hi. Very, very formal today. Uh-huh. Very. I could do, like, honey, sugar, sweetie. Mm. No, none of that. No. Nah. Yeah, it's kind of just meh. <laughs> this is my wife, Monica. <laughs> Says so on our marriage certificate. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, January. I, January is like the purgatory of the year. You know, it's one it's of the longest like, months uh, for sure. Christmas, you know, is over, and everybody's just like, you know, back to work, and it's like, blah. It's a and, long one, and it's January. It's a dead of winter. It's cold. Fortunately, you know, usually, you know, next month starts baseball. Usually. Mm. However, they're on strike right now with no one in sight, so I doubt that they're going to start on time because pitchers and catchers usually report mid-February, and that ain't going to happen. I mean, it's already almost end of January. They're nowhere near a deal, so I just, I don't know. There's going to be, like, sports purgatory there because cool. February is kind of like football's over and then no baseball, and so just basketball. and A Bas little bit of basketball left basketball at that point. Basketball and hockey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, meh. <laughs> meh. Not the favorite time of year. No. No. Well, this year is the Winter Olympics. I don't know if we're going to be able to watch any of that, but we'll, well see. Well, that does start February 3rd, so mm -hmm. maybe we can catch a little bit of it. Yeah, maybe. Because we will be busy. Yeah. Very, very busy. Mm -hmm. Got some more stuff done. Yep. Yeah, we got on the, officially got on the housing list for Nellis. Mm -hmm. which is good. That's definitely an answered prayer. And then we'll just have to wait until something comes open. And then I turned in some more gear and did some more out processing, got my medical records, all that taken care of. And we are slowly but surely packing up the house. Mm -hmm. We're, uh, we're going to start like building lanes just to like, you know, navigate <laughs> through the house. <laughs> we have boxes everywhere. And, um, you well, know. I'm trying to keep our bedroom yeah. Wide open and my workout room. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's... Boxes piled up. Boxes everywhere. Mm-hmm. where. That's okay. Because it, it gives me some peace knowing that a lot of it's done and we're not going to have to be too crazy right at the end. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have half of it packed up already. Yeah, we did. So that's another blessing. It was definitely a blessing to mm -hmm. to sell our house and get. Speaking of a blessing, and this just that. dawned on us the couple days ago, how we had contemplated getting an RV and living in an RV for the six months yes. that we knew we were after we sold our house before we knew we were going to be leaving, and it, you know we yeah. sold our house at the end of July, beginning yep. of August. Yeah. And we knew we had six months left until we left in February. And an RV was an option. We mm -hmm. weighed that option into it and where we would park the RV and yeah. stuff like that. We did decide against it. And boy, am I glad yes. because the last you were told for housing, it went up again. So it's, Well, yeah, for senior NCOs. Yeah. Yeah, it was six, six, six to nine to months, nine months for now. Senior NCOs. So could you imagine if we had been in an RV for six months here, plus driven it across the country, plus six to nine months, yeah. you know, no, oh thank you. I'm so glad we yeah. opted 
not to do that. Yeah. Well, we probably have to like relearn how to live. You know, we'd be living in an RV for so long and then we finally get a house. It's like, man, what do we do with all this room? Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so, it, yeah. It'll be an interesting time for that sure. Was a, that was a blessing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are walking through a series we titled uh, The Deeds of the Devil. And part one, we talked about despair. Part two, we talked about doubt. Mm-hmm. And today, we're going to talk about desire. And we all have desires. We all, I mean, we are, we are born into sin. That's what the Bible says. And, you know, Adam and Eve, their desire, you know, they desired the, the tree of good and evil and they ended up eating and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. What we're going to look at today is in Matthew 4. And this is when Jesus was led off to the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan. This is Matthew 4 verses 1 through 11, and this is the message translation. It says, Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the Spirit for the test. The devil is ready to give it. Jesus Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. Since you are God's son... Speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Did you notice that? So Jesus was prepared for the test. He was ready. Ready by what? Yeah, by fasting. And and, the word of God. And the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we're in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting that the church does. The church does this every year at the beginning of the year. We fast from certain things. We don't fast from all food, but um, so I'm I'm not eating meat right now. And you're not doing your um, treats, your, your treats, you know, your mm-hmm. bubble teas and all that. And the point of fasting is not um, to think that you're more religious or more spiritual than the next person. It, it's God placing something on your heart that you, you deny yourself. And in order to, to draw closer to him and to hear what he, he might be saying to you, saying to you in that, in that time. And so this, that's what Jesus was doing in this first test. His desire was to please God. The devil had a desire for him too. And he used it to tempt Jesus and to kind of, kind of lure him in that first that first obvious thing or aspect of life which was which was food mm-hmm. uh, Jesus passed that one so in verse 5 it picks up again it says for the second test the devil took him to the holy city he sat him on top of the temple and said since you are God's son jump the devil goaded him by quoting Psalm 91 he has placed you in the care of angels they will catch you so that you won't see so much as stub your toe on a stone. Jesus countered with another citation from Deuteronomy. Don't you dare test the Lord your God. For the third test, the devil took him to the peak of a huge mountain. He gestured expansively, pointing out all the earth's kingdoms, how glorious they all were. Then he said, they're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me. And they're yours. Jesus's refusal was curt. Beat it, Satan. He backed his rebuke with a third quotation from Deuteronomy. 
worship the Lord your God and only Him. Serve Him with absolute single-heartedness. The test was over. The devil left him, and in his place, angels. Angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. Isn't it interesting that even the enemy knows the Bible, Mm -hmm. knows the Word of God? Yeah. And you have to know and decipher that that's the enemy coming against you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to to really, you have to have your knowledge in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Just uh, even more. Because as you mentioned, um, he doesn't play fair. He'll use anything and everything to to lure you away from what God has for you. Let's go back and kind of unpack these three tests that that Jesus withstood and during his time in the wilderness. The first one was desire of the eyes or materialism. Everyone is drawn with their eyes to something. Mm-hmm. Back to the scriptures, it says uh, the devil was saying, "Since you are God's son, speak the word that." will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Um, the devil obviously saw a chink in Jesus' armor. Not, chink, mm-hmm. not, not uh, in his armor, but um, he knew something obvious he was hungry. He was hungry. Right. I mean, extreme hunger. I mean, 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, we can't go a few hours without getting hangry. Mm-hmm. Like, give me something. Um, and then, obviously, being out in the wilderness and, you know, the hot desert, probably extremely, extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then... And when you... I mean, you mentioned um, the church doing prayer and fasting for 21 days. And as you mentioned... We're not, you know, fully fasting as in not having any food at all. Mm-hmm. We are just not having something, certain things. Certain things. Yeah. Um, what is more important to us? Mm-hmm. You know, something we crave yeah. and desire mm-hmm. in our day to day life. Give me my sweets or give me my yeah. bubble teas and my <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. And, and it happens every time, but it's, you want it even more. Yeah. yeah. You have to fight that desire mm-hmm. when you are not doing it. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're weaker, as Jesus must have been after 40 days and 40 nights, and as you mentioned, in the desert yeah. with extreme heat yeah. and stuff. Being sick the first couple weeks of the fast, mm-hmm. it, what I like to do, what I desire when I am not feeling well, is to comfort myself with food things that I like. Yeah. And so it made it all that much worse to yeah. fight that and not do that particular thing that I had decided was what I needed to do and what was right for me. Absolutely. And a little side note on fasting, like it, you don't have to necessarily fast just from food. You know, we've, we've done it before from electronics, electronics, and, social media. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, that's a good one to start at. Um, yeah, we've fasted from a couple of things that weren't weren't food. And there's a reason for that. Um, at the end of verse four, after Jesus answers and, and diffuses this first test, he says it takes a steady, steady stream of God's words of, of words from God's mouth mm-hmm. to sustain a person. Right. Um, you know, physicality, 
will only get you so far. Mm -hmm. Um, you need God, you need God's word sustaining you, Mm -hmm. sustaining your spirit, sustaining your life Mm -hmm. to get you through difficult times. And then to get you to not focus on those desires, because that might be something that you want, but that might not necessarily be something that God wants for you. Mm -hmm. And And the intention is to use the time that you would be normally doing whatever it is. That if you're fasting from social media or electronics or something, use that time to be in the Word and to pray. Mm -hmm. The second test was a desire for fame. Mm -hmm. Fame is a killer. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know very very many happy people in Hollywood. Maybe a select few, you know, I mean, every day somebody's getting divorced after being married for 90 minutes. It's just um, one of those things that never seems to satisfy. However, uh, the devil did try to use a tactic of fame to um, lure and and pull Jesus away from what his his overall mission was. And this is, these are verses five and six. We'll go over them again. It says for the second test, the devil took him to the Holy city. He sat him on top of the temple and said, since you are God's son, jump. The devil goaded him by quoting Psalm 91. He has placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Jesus countered with another citation from Deuteronomy. Don't you dare test the Lord your God. So the, uh, the devil said, you are God's son, Allah, you're the dude. Mm-hmm. Nothing can harm you. Like, like you and are. And it's true. And, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. The devil knew that it was true because he said, it's like, you know, he, he's given his angels command over you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can jump and you can just call on them and they'll, they'll save you. And then you'll be famous. And then how did Jesus answer? Well, Jesus answered in humility. Right, Jesus answered, knowing his overall purpose, which was not that, which was not fame, which is not to feed that desire to be known that way. Even Jesus didn't want the limelight pointed at him. He even he was pointing it to the Father. Exactly. Yep. Jesus would be miraculously rescued in public. And he would reveal his great power to those watching. However, Jesus denied or declined and said, don't you dare put the Lord your God to the test. Like you said, I mean, his, his, his fame was not the point for him, for him coming. Mm-hmm. The third and final test was directly related to, to Jesus's ego again. And it's eight and nine or trying to, get him to act in an egotistical manner. It says, For the third test, the devil took him to the peak of a huge mountain. He gestured expansively, pointing out all the earth's kingdoms, how glorious they all were. Then he said, They're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, and they're yours. Jesus' refusal was curt. Beat it, Satan. He backed up his rebuke with a third quotation from Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God. And only him served him with absolute single-heartedness. Jesus knew his mission. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was there for. He knew what he was sent for. And fame and fortune and and ego and pride, those all were not characteristics 
of Jesus. We need to understand our mission. The enemy couldn't tempt him with desires for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew what he was there for. Mm -hmm. And, and we need to know and remember what we're there for and Mm -hmm. what we're here for. And that's to be God's light bearers and to trust that, that he has us and to not get pulled away from those desires uh, by we those were, desires. Yeah, yeah, by those desires. And we were just going through, you know, our training last week. And uh, the, our, the pastor, he said, is like, yeah, the, the three G's. He said, uh, girls, gold, and glory. Mm-hmm. You know, those three things, you know, pull pull people away from their anointing, away from their calling. Well, girls and guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin, sexual sins, the desire for fame, glory, and, and gold. You know, money and, and wealth and fame. Mm-hmm. And here Jesus denies all three of them. Well, to an extent, and he was he wasn't really tempted sexually there, but mm-hmm. it's um, just an encouraging example, especially to know that that he did that at such a a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. The perfect example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to know that there are consequences. Yeah, when you do give in to those desires, and so yeah. it's important to fight the, those desires yeah i mean god is faithful he will always he always redeems us and and redeems our past and and forgives us for our mistakes but i mean there's definitely i mean he's also just too and uh that yeah you're you're definitely right on that there there always is a consequence to mm-hmm. it i mean something so simple you know it's this is it's not necessarily a sin but just an example of a desire and the consequence that it can have for, shoot, how many years now was I on uh, blood pressure medicine yeah. for high blood pressure? Yeah. And for s- several years, I knew I needed to get healthier. I needed to, and mm-hmm. that's one of the first things the doctor tell, told me yeah. when they diagnosed me with that, uh, well, when I had the high blood pressure mm-hmm. and put me on medication was... Um, you know, in a nice way, you should lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. That'll help. Yeah. And I went up and down for a few years, a little bit, but finally got serious about it mm-hmm. um, the beginning of 2020 and did lose a bunch of weight. And just last week, my doctor took me off of the blood pressure medicine. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And I was ecstatic because that was my, one of my goals mm-hmm. in in losing the weight was just to get healthier and to not have to be on blood pre- to get my blood pressure in check and to not have to be on the blood pressure medicine. Yeah. And so I'm so happy that that did finally happen. It took a long time, but I know if I give in to the desires yeah of my mouth and tongue and stomach, yeah. <laughs> I am going to Put the weight back on. Yeah. Well. And and again, it's not that it's that in itself is of a, a sin or anything. No. It's just an example. And that if I do give in to those desires, guess what's going to happen? The weight's going to go back on, and I'm probably going to go back on blood pressure medicine mm-hmm. again. So there's those that consequences are being unhealthy again and being back on blood pressure medicine. But if I can fight those desires, yeah. And they are desires. Like sometimes I really crave mm-hmm. <laughs> the bad stuff. Why yeah. does all the bad stuff taste so good? <laughs> oh, 
Because it's bad. Yeah, I mean, and does it? It does. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't sin like that though? It's yeah. it takes well, good for a season. It's good for a season. Yeah, and, and like you're saying, it, the that necessarily isn't a sin, but we have ungodly appetites. Mm-hmm. You know, there's thing there's things that well, gluttony are, is. If, yeah, if I, I mean, were to be glutton gluttonous with yes, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's things that are good, however, in excess can be bad. Right. You know, food is good. In excess is gluttony. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you can eat for two hours at the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, ungodly appetites. Those are things that, yeah, I mean, yes, they're good, but are you? do you really need to put all your focus into that? You know, right. do you really need to put your identity into that mm-hmm. and draw you away have those desires draw you away from what God really wants from you. Mm-hmm. What did Jesus do to avoid the devil's temptation and how can we apply it to our lives? And I think everybody knows the one thing I'm going to say. The Bible? Yes. He used God's word as a weapon. Mm-hmm. He used it as defense. As you saw from that scripture, uh, well, I mean, the the devil was you know his name is lucifer accuser of the brethren i mean he fell from heaven he was in heaven he knows the deal Mm -hmm. and as you can see he knew scripture Mm -hmm. he used it in a bad way he took it out of context he used it um perversely which is why you me monica need to know God's word and need to know how to apply it in the right way um, to avoid being tempted to avoid temptation and being taken away by our, our desires that, that war against our soul. Each time Jesus was tempted, he quoted scripture to defeat them, to defeat the enemy schemes. And that shows too, that when Jesus was vulnerable when he was fasting, when he was hungry, that he didn't rely on physical strength. He relied on his knowledge of the word of God Mm -hmm. and his spirit to sustain him through. Secondly, he recognized the enemy's tricks. Um, Jesus was hungry. And in this translation, the the message translation, it stated he was uh, in a state of extreme hungry. And, and you have to know, you have to understand that the, the enemy does not play fair and that he know, he knows your weak areas, he knows your vulnerabilities, and he will attack them. Um, guys, if you're struggling sexually, he knows that. I don't, I don't know. Don't be on the computer by yourself. Put it in a public space. Don't be on your phone alone. I mean... There's a there's a Bible scripture too, um, Matthew eighteen eight to nine. It says, if your hand or foot causes you to sin or causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Basically. Jesus is saying, 21st century-wise, establish guardrails. Mm-hmm. Establish accountability measures to where you can avoid those temptations. If you're struggling in a certain area, establish screen time. 
have an accountability partner, mm-hmm. utilize social media and technology in, in a shared living space and avoid being alone with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. we, um, you and I mm-hmm. share our social media accounts yeah. and that was established from the very beginning when we got married that we were going to share. It wasn't yeah. just yeah. because it was mm-hmm. purposeful Yeah, just for each of us to have accountability in that we can't hide anything in it. Yeah. Well, and you are account your accountability partner to me with my exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can get carried away pretty easily. Um, you know, it's safe to say I am addicted to exercise. Was addicted. And I'm a rec- recovering addict from from exercise. Mm-hmm. But you know, you are there to like. Hey, um, what are you doing? I'm like, oh yeah, you you keep me on track. Uh, once again, un, un, ungodly appetite exercise is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. However, done in excess, it can be bad. Mm-hmm. And establish guardrails. Recognize areas of vulnerability in your own life, and provide those protective measures that will will keep you from stumbling um, from them. Jesus used the word of God. He had guardrails in his in his life, and he recognized the enemy's tricks. And, and he got tricks. Yep. He's got tricks, all right. And the last thing was he emphasized worshiping God. So worship shifts your focus to God instead of the current circumstance. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, is that just so beneficial today. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in our life, but just in the world mm-hmm. like there is a lot to focus on mm-hmm. <laughs> that is bad and i just listened to i listened to max lucato podcast and, and he was saying um that the title of it was don't go searching for weeds and he was talking about how they were at augusta national and that's where the masters are played and the groundskeeper was showing this person all the the landscape and how beautiful it is and then the person he was showing it to was like, well, yeah, but you know, there's, there's a couple weeds over there. And sometimes regardless of how things are and how beautiful they are, we always focus on the weeds. Mm-hmm. And now I think there's a lot more weeds to focus on than good things, but worship enables us to shift our focus away from those weeds and remember what God has done for us. Psalm 143 Verses five and six says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Worship puts God on the throne. Mm-hmm. It establishes him as Lord. And worship connects you to the victor. And I say victor, not victory. Yes, we have victory, but we have the victor and mm-hmm. and you, I want to make a good point here. So the victor means the battle's already been won, right? Like hands already been raised, like it, it's over. Mm-hmm. So remember that you not only have the victory presently, but you have the victor as in Jesus, like it's already done. Mm-hmm. Bible, good point. Bible says you are seated with him in the heavenly places. And that's important to remember because 
back in Bible times, the old, you know, the priests, they would stand through the whole service or whatever. And why did they stand? Because the work was never done. Bible says you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. He sat down. That means it's done. It's mm-hmm. finished. I mean, he said it on the cross too. It is finished. Mm-hmm. So you have the victor. Remember that when desire and temptation creeps in, mm-hmm. shift your focus to worship and worshiping him. Well, that is it for, for this po- podcast. I think we're going to wrap it up here and send you on your way to doing whatever it is you're doing on this day, whatever day it is. <laughs> whatever day you're listening to it on. There's a lot of whatevers. Mm-hmm. Wherever this finds you. Whatever your hand and foot gives you to do, do it with all your might. Something like that. <laughs> Seize the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Father, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and for your loving faithfulness to us, Lord. We thank you that you have the perfect plan for us and let us shift our eyes and our focus to you and and worship you in hard times and in good times and know that you are good and you always and only do what is right. Father, we pray that you would bless us and keep us, that your face would shine upon us and that you would turn towards us and give us peace. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus name. Amen.